ours was built on difficult <laughs> yeah. issues. That's the foundation. <laughs> That's the foundation of us. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it, um, yeah, if you have a good support system, it it doesn't need to be a deterrent. You know, life has ups and downs and isn't that kind of the point? You know, and to be honest, like, that's kind of the beauty about life. You can't have the good times without the bad times to compare them to, right? Right. So it's all relative. Is there anyone out there? From Darkness to Life contains the real stories of individuals who found their way out of the darkness caused by mental health challenges and substance abuse. If these stories resonate with you and you or someone you love need help and don't know where to turn, Our Collective Journey is here for you. Please reach out when you're ready to ourcollectivejourney.ca or on Facebook at Our Collective Journey. It's nice when you can make fun of of the challenges in our life. Uh, Welcome to an Our Collective Journey podcast from Darkness Through Life, as always brought to us by the uh, Plugged In Media Network. My name is Poncho. Our guest today, well, a member of OCJ, Derek, nice to see you again. Hello, sir. And you prefer Steph or Stephanie? Stephanie. Okay. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. All right. So we're going to have lots of questions for you. We're going to have some questions for you. (laughs) Stephanie, let's start with you. How are you feeling? Have you been in front of a microphone before? Are you anxious? Are you nervous? I know we were speaking uh, off air and you're already very comfortable. You're already very much a natural. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel very comfortable with the microphone. I prefer them. Do you? Because <laughs> your voice isn't loud enough. You're full newfie. Ah, no wonder you're comfortable behind the microphone. You're from the East Coast. All right. This is why you're already so friendly to speak with. Um, so you're obviously feeling good. Yes. All right. You're ready, to, you're ready to get a little heavy here today? You betcha. All right. So, hey, do you guys have matching books as well? Just that was know. an accident, kind of. I love it. You talk about people uh, sharing those mental and emotional connections. And I love the fact that you're holding hands. Um, (laughs) No, really. I mean, I do, right? I mean, it's always nice when relationships work well, but I mean, it's, it's the hard times. It's the difficult times. That's what really bonds relationships. And that's where we're here to talk about. Uh, Stephanie, tell me how long you've known Derek and tell me how you met and tell me if you knew him when he was in the deepest, darkest recesses of his mind. Sure. So we actually went to junior high and high school together. Derek was a year ahead of me. We never really hung out. Um, after high school, I never saw him again. And then it wasn't until, uh, one of our mutual friends had passed that we were at a mutual friend's house at the Celebration of Life and kind of met there. Um, and yeah, we've seen each other every day were, since then. Were you were you friends when you were in school or you just meet each other in the hallway? Yeah, like we were just... Did you know of each other? Oh, yeah. Or where, sure. yeah. 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 Was she on your radar at all, Derek? She was on there for sure, yeah. She, <laughs> I can definitely recall her uh, walking down the hallways and oh. uh have oh. a, a little bit of a crush but he's lying i am not so are, you're saying it was a big crush no no oh. <laughs> there was no crush there was no crush so so derek you were already dealing with a lot of issues at that age as well weren't you i, I was I, yeah. I mean right out of the gate you had a very traumatic life and I, I mean, the challenges that you've overcome. So 
when you met, I guess before you became a couple, what were you dealing with in junior high? Uh, in junior high, I was, uh, definitely starting to deal with the, you know, thought of, uh, taking my, my life. Um, I, uh, didn't like going to, going to school and, um, it was, uh, kind of the start of, I guess, me going down the path to using drugs and, um, you know, alcohol to, to cope. And then, um, as I got into high school, um, started drinking a lot more often and, uh, kind of fell into a, uh, a pattern and, uh, started to make a lot of bad choices and um, when I look back at the kid that I was um, I definitely wish that I could go back and uh, tell myself um, a lot of stuff but we can't do that so we just get to focus on the now no I I mean hindsight's always 2020 and if I can kind of paraphrase uh, Johnny Cash he said you know past mistakes or past challenges or, or, or past troubles we can't dwell on it but we can learn from it and we can become better people for it so that's my wisdom from Johnny Cash JC yeah JC <laughs> the man in black the original bet, man buddy. in black yes sir all right so uh <laughs> let's uh move ahead a few years let's fast forward in a moment I just had a last minute question Stephanie, so were you dealing with any kind of issues or challenges when you were a teenager? Actually, yes. Um, It's interesting, too, because as Derek reflects on his adolescence, um, that's not what I saw and and vice versa. Interesting. Yeah. So it's I find it and, and we've talked about this at length where my narrative on him or his brand, if you will, um, was that of an athlete. Uh, he was, looked happy and confident. He had good friends. Um, yeah, it was, it, it's interesting because when he recollects, that's just not what was portrayed. And I think the same goes for me. So, um, in junior high for me, I was outgoing. I was well-liked. Um, I didn't have any social issues, but I had a lot of things going on in the background that, like, no one really knew about at the time. So, yeah, I just think it was it was kind of interesting. We were in our own little prisons, but we portrayed these happy little well-adjusted people. And, yeah, it was kind of opening, eye-opening. It, it, there really is a lot of truth, and it really is surprising how we perceive ourselves and how others perceive us, you know, and I think therein lies a lot of stigma and a lot of stereotyping about the issues and the problems and the challenges of coping and managing and dealing with mental health and addiction. So you had your own challenges and Derek, you definitely had yours. Now we can fast forward. And so you have the passing of a mutual friend. How old are you at this time? 37. Okay. All right. So this is very recent. It's a year and a half ago. Yeah. All right. So you've been together for about two years, year, year and a half, two years. How did the relationship form? Like Uh, what, who asked, who asked who out? (laughs) 
oh, geez, here we go. Um, well, uh, we uh, got chatting at our buddy's house, and I was uh, pretty taken back by, um, first of all, her brain and the uh, things that were coming out of her mouth, and uh, she's very intelligent, and I was uh, very taken in by her ability to use her words so well. She's, I can tell you're so smitten. You're so in love with this man. He's speaking about you and, and you're looking at him with these, you know, puppy dog glossed over. I'm in love kind of eyes as, as you hold hands. It's incredibly <laughs> sweet and it's uh, very touching to see. You know what my thoughts are though? Yeah. He's full of shit. Is he? <laughs> So, okay, again, again, this is kind of how, you know, this kind of relates back to the whole junior high, right? You remember it and perceive it. Oh, I just wanted to talk about feelings and yeah, I just, she seemed so intelligent and smart. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not what his eyeballs were saying. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get your side of things, Uh, Stephanie. So I met and I, I was talking to him and I didn't even recognize him or realize that's hmm. who he was because he was really little in <laughs> junior high and high school. And then puberty hit. And then puberty hit apparently late. And then <laughs> yeah, I grew uh, <laughs> uh, six inches um, from the start of grade 12 to the end of it. So I had a, had a, well, a no pretty one. big girl spurt. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. so Derek, you recognize Stephanie, but Stephanie, you didn't rise. You didn't recognize Derek. No. Okay. And then I was like, you're Derek Lilico. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, you grew up. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I grew six inches in grade 12. I'm like, that was an important six inches. <laughs> so was, was he flirting with you at this time? <laughs> no. No, because he just wanted to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. So then what happens after this? You guys talk, obviously you hit it off. Yeah, we just uh, talked about, actually, surprisingly, we talked about psychology and Buddha and Eckhart Tolle and like just some mutual authors that we've read and some philosophy and stuff. And then he asked to walk me home and then I let him walk me home. And I was like, on the way home, I was like, oh, by the way, my dad lives with me. And I was like, oh, and he's up and he likes to chat. (laughs) Okay. So it's not like he greeted you at the front door with a baseball bat. No, he greeted us at the front door and it was like, sweet, we got company. And then like sits right in the middle of the one couch. He's a good, he's a good dad. He's a, he's a good dad. So Derek, at this point, at at this point of, of your life, Mm -hmm. um, were you, were you sober? Were, you know, had you, had you cleaned up? Nope. I was, uh, I was starting to get my act in check. Um, I, uh, I was at a place where I had a lot of changes happening and, um, we had lost a buddy, um, and, uh, it brought back a lot of stuff. And, um, I, uh, I was very, very grateful that the universe had, uh, brought this beautiful person into my life. And, um, I was having conversations um, about things that 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 actually m- m- mattered, and we were 
um, you know, talking about, um, uh, you know, f- yes, ecology and uh, f- philosophy and that. And um, she uh, really opened up my eyes to uh, see that there were other people out there who were into the same things as I was so. so it sounds like you guys got pretty deep pretty serious right away at least on a on a on a on a mental level yeah um derek when did you start sharing your life with stephanie when did you start <laughs> sharing you know like those deep dark secrets that are so incredibly difficult to talk about oh probably within a week we started have, we kind of skipped the small talk i'm yeah. not really good at small talk i'm not either. i have a tendency regardless of who i'm chatting with they but, but you know th- this is good because to hell with small talk yeah no good conversations have ever come out of small talk no i get bored yeah, i mean <laughs> if i gotta hear is it cold enough for you one more time this week yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't care about the weather. All right. So you, <laughs> so you guys get into it right away. I, Derek, what made you feel compelled to tell Stephanie oh, about wow. your past and what you were dealing with and what you're currently dealing with? It was the uh, uh, feeling of uh, safety, the uh, feeling mm-hmm. that um, I had somebody in my life that I could be 100% open and honest about. And um, I've, uh, I've learned a lot over the last year and a half um, about uh, who I was, about who, who I'm trying to be. And um, when, you, when you find somebody that uh, makes you want to be a better person and to take the time to uh you know battle your demons and you have somebody who um you know uh holds you accountable um in in a positive way uh definitely made it easier to open up when derek's telling you this what was your initial reaction where you was there a little shock was was there a little fear because i mean up until this point i'm assuming your image of derek was still that of of junior high you know just on the outside this, yes. this perfect life and um a little bit of backstory about myself is i'm like i have some hard lines when it comes to addiction and um i was actually really grateful because Derek wasn't drinking that night. He had a bottle of water in his hand and, um, not that I'm against drinking. I was drinking. Yeah. Um, but I'm very, I guess, hypervigilant, if you will, Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to bringing in somebody into my life who potentially may have some of that stuff going on. So did you have reservations? Yep. I did. And it sounds, and and you're both nodding your heads. So I'm assuming you expressed that to Derek? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Well, at first, so at first Derek wasn't, I think, as aware as he is now. Um, I don't think he really thought he had an alcohol problem. Even though you're telling Stephanie about it. Now, are you, are you, he's not fully telling me about it. He's just referencing 
things, you know, like stories. And I'm kind of just building a narrative in my head and collecting data and asking questions. And so I think it was probably a few months in that I, that we had to talk about like, what is addiction to you? Okay, well, what is the medical definition of addiction? Like, How can you answer the following questions? You know, has this affected relationships in the past negatively? Have you used this as a tool before? You know, like just kind of going through some of the criteria. Holy shit. When people first start dating, it's movies and dinner and yeah, flowers. No, and no, I, no mean, I skip that you, stuff. You guys are, you know, discussing <laughs> Eckhart Tolle and, yeah. you know, you're just solving all of the world's problems. Oh, I don't know about that. but <laughs> So this is probably what, only a few weeks into the relationship? Well, when we had the addiction talk, that was probably a couple months in. Yeah. Because We're, he didn't, he wasn't ready. And, and I... I wasn't 100% sure, and so I was really, at that time, trying to work my own program and not be controlling or um, black and white thinking and trying, you know, I'm just trying to work my own program and kind of just see where this went and be careful. So you're trying to be objective, and you're realizing that that Derek has, well, like we all do, a, a history of of issues. And yeah. at the time, Derek, you don't realize, or do you, or do you realize that things were as serious in your world? And when I say serious, as problematic in your world that you thought, did Stephanie open your eyes to that? Uh, Stephanie definitely opened my eyes to the way that, um, I used to deal with my stuff. And, um, I, I definitely knew that that I did dumb things when I drank. Um, I definitely knew that uh, there were times in my life where where I drank too much, and um, but I I don't think I was at a stage yet where I was prepared to actually you know you know say that I had a drinking problem, right? Because it it had definitely affected every area of my life, but I, I was able to rationalize stuff. I was able to, um, you know, say, "Well, this is what everybody else is doing around me, so why isn't it okay?" Right. Mm-hmm. So when you um, are when you're in an environment um, where uh, you know, addiction and, and that stuff is, is, you know, part of, part of, you know, your everyday, um, you kind of get, I guess, uh, customed and you start to, you know, look over a lot of things and, um, yeah, I, I, uh, had a lot of stuff happening and, uh, had, um, had to make a, choice and um i i chose uh to uh work on myself and um stephanie introduced me to an amazing 12-step program that um, i wish i would have had when i was a kid and um her 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 ability to give me the space to open up and uh to be honest um was uh something that i hadn't ever had before so this is the first time that you've heard this stephanie no no derek's professed to you over and over and over and, and it sounds like you know you've you've saved his life well i 
don't think I can take credit for for saving anything. Like ultimately, he's doing the work. He's making the decisions. He's taking the steps. Um, I bet Derek disagrees. No, um, actually, uh, because I have learned to work my program, um, I I understand this. I understand that there's nobody in our lives who can make us change and um nobody can tell us what we have to do or what we can't do um but there are definitely consequences um and uh when you choose to um admit and and you choose to own your your problems um you uh start to take back you know you know the power and uh Daphne has has been a absolute rock, um, an angel, and uh, I, yeah, I, I, I can honestly say that I would not be here today with with uh, out her, um, especially dealing with the last year and a half and and all the chaos that has that has happened. Thank you. Oh, I I wish that you could see how you two are, are looking at each other. I wish our listeners could just, <laughs> you know, experience really the energy in this room is, you know, I, I'm feeling incredibly grateful to, to be a part of this. Stephanie, when did you realize that you had feelings for Derek? And, and when did you realize that you wanted to have him in your world? And that meant the good and the bad. The moment I realized I was interested is when he said the word Buddha <laughs> and the moment I realized that I was interested in something long-term was um, probably within the, within the first month. Um, to me, it wasn't as important for him to be perfect and un, untarnished and, and all that like at the moment. But what I was really looking for was somebody who had like an appetite to grow and reflect and as long as he was curious and working on himself, I was wanting to be a part of that because that's how I am. You know, like I, I come with my own baggage as well. And um, I just don't want anybody fixed. You know what I mean? And I, I wanted somebody who would challenge me to grow and challenge my own thinking um, and somebody that wouldn't get stuck in their thinking. Were you surprised with his honesty? I was, um, especially since I'm a bit jaded when it comes to dealing with addiction. Um, that's one of the things that I've kind of blanketly <laughs> given to people is, is like, if, if they're in active addiction, don't believe them. You know, like I've, and that's. Because it sounds like you've had past experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, so I think that's kind of what allowed me to be open to kind of seeing where it was going to go um, was because he was really honest. And when I brought hard questions, he wasn't defensive about them. They were, he was reflective about them. And so as long as we could keep the defenses down, I, I could see like this, this is really just something that he needs help navigating. What, so, so were there any stipulations? Did you say, Hey, look, if we're going to date, I need this, this, and this, and this from you. And it doesn't sound like it. It no. sounds like 
that you were that you were both completely objective and open to each other's yeah. opinions. Yeah, I um, in my experience, uh, that doesn't work. Ultimatums don't work. Uh, they have a tendency to divide. Yeah, they have a tendency to create resentments, um, and they have they give an opportunity for if if the person makes a mistake and you don't follow through, you can lose credibility too, right? So I just feel like they're ineffective. I really had to work my own program uh, when approaching this. So I believe the conversation was, you know, here's where my life is going. I'm, I have three kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't drink in the home. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with being social. Uh, I enjoy having fun. This is where I'm going. I can't tell you, because at first he would ask, you know, like, is it okay if I have a drink? That's it's your body. You know, I, I cannot police what you're doing. Um, I don't feel good about it. It makes me feel like one of those naggy women. Um, so it was, it was really like, here's where I'm going. I would love it if you join me. Um, I don't know how much drinking I can tolerate. I can't tell you that answer definitively. I don't know how long it would take to, to deteriorate if you were an active drinker. I just know that I don't foresee that being a long-term thing that I can deal with. So you told Derek that, and so yeah. or, or did you tell Derek then come along for the ride with me? Or, or was it the other way around? No. Um, <laughs> when uh, uh, Steph had uh, had brought that stuff to me, and um, my ego had to be checked because um, was I prepared to make all of these changes? Hmm. Um, was I prepared to... Um, you know, find new, new ways to deal with my depression and my, um, my like anxiety. And, um, because obviously the way that I had been taking care of myself in the past, um, did not leave me the best, you know, version of, of, you know, myself. Health and um, when I looked back at at all the chaos and and the harm and the pain that that I had caused uh, people because of my you know my alcohol, um, I didn't want to I didn't want to be that man anymore. Um, I uh, I wanted to be a a man that my you know son was you know, proud to call his dad. I wanted to be a man that, um, you know, showed my son the proper way to uh, treat a lady. And I uh, I wanted to be a, you know, partner that, um, you know, I would want my, you know, daughter to date, right? Like, I wanted to be a good, honest man, and um, because I hadn't always been. So when Stephanie said, "Hey, do you want to come on this ride with me?" Did you have to think about it? No. Um, you knew. I I did know. Yeah, <laughs> there were there was a lot of things that had transpired. Um, <laughs> it's actually funny. We uh went on our first date and uh, we went down to King 
truly, and I'm uh, sitting there, and I got presents in one hand, flowers in in this hand, and this little old lady comes up and goes, are you proposing today? And I said, no, ma'am, this is just our first date. And she said, well, but if you keep this up, you'll be getting married in no time. Sure as shit, here we are engaged. So. Oh, hey, I didn't realize that. Well, yeah. congratulations. Thank Thanks. you. Nice. When did that happen? Last May. Yeah, so. May. And so... And we're so incredibly hard on ourselves, Derek. I, I, I mean, nobody's harder on individuals than the individual themselves. Did you think it would be difficult to share your life with somebody? Did you think it would be difficult to find somebody that would that would want to accept all of you? Oh, Is that for something? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I guess in <laughs> something that I've kind of always. Uh, struggled with was that, you know, feeling of acceptance, right? Um, I uh, think that when we don't feel accepted, um, we we try to find ways to fit in and um, we can turn to, you know, you know, uh, drugs and we can turn to alcohol, we can turn to, you know, crime, we can turn to to other um, destructive behaviors and um, <laughs> I'm I'm at a place now in my life that for the you know first time in uh, 39 years um, I'm I'm happy with who I am and I'm uh, I'm very happy with the direction that my life is you know taking now and that's that's happened because i i chose to you know surround myself with people i want to be like and uh that's why i chose stephanie and and stephanie just speaking with with you and derek you've obviously provided derek with limitless love uh and if I can quote another uh, artist, Lenny Kravitz, let love rule. <laughs> what, were, what were some of the biggest challenges that personally you, Stephanie, I guess were, were faced with or worked with or continue to work with with Derek? I think some of the biggest challenges is not taking things personally. How hard is that to do that? It's freaking hard. <laughs> still? Like, so you're, oh, yeah. You're, yeah. You're coming in on two years. So, yeah. so there's still a lot of work. Oh, absolutely. Because I, relationships I, do take there, work. There will always be a lot of work because once you master something, there's something else to master, right? Yeah. So I think that it's the hardest part, I think, at first was for me to give up some of my um, biases and to trust because I'm not very trusting. Um, I don't, I, I, I challenge everything. And so I had to really, especially once I perceived there to be something going on, because when I asked him to take this journey with me, this was prior to him admitting that there's an alcohol problem. This is me just saying, I, I don't know what you want to call it, but I, I fear that we might have different values or different 
So you can sense something. You can you can yeah. sense that there's a bigger story that Derek hasn't told you yet. Yeah, because he's not lying to me. He's lying to himself. Sure. So he's he's did saying. You, did you ever tell him that? Did you ever call him out on that? Yes. <laughs> yes, but I <laughs> I tried to gently because I because this isn't my journey, and this is the this is where like my program really I am so grateful for it because 10, 15 years ago this conversation would have went differently. And it would have been me educating and I would have been right fighting and I would have been bringing up data and there would have been no wiggle room and he would have felt like two inches tall and, you know, mission would not have been accomplished. So you were speaking about drawing hard lines. Yeah. So so those lines have kind of softened a little bit then over the years. They have. Yeah. And that's that's not a bad thing. No, it's, it is. Sure. Because it, um, it allowed me to like... (sighs) Yeah, it allowed me to be flexible in this being a journey, not a black and white, you're an addict or you're not. You know what I mean? Um, I sensed there was an issue. I, I knew he wasn't drinking around me and he was with me all the time. So it was really just a, a sense based on comments that were made throughout the relationship, you know? And so I was like, just little things like, oh, I could really use a cold beer right now. Like, or, you know, like I, I like to drink after this or then, you know, recollecting a story from, you know, his past life. So how did that make you feel? Worried. W- when, when, when Derek would, you know, tell these, and they would probably come out of nowhere, Yes. Right? Yeah. They would meet, they were red flags. Um, but I didn't want to like shoot him down because like he's trying to share something that he doesn't perceive to be abnormal or an issue, yeah. well, but I'm he, like hypersensitive yeah. to it. Right. And, and he grew six inches since the last time you saw him. Exactly. So like, there's that. And I'm like, that's important. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So was there ever any fear or concern or frustration on, on your behalf, Stefan? I, I don't know if anybody's ever asked you this with, with Derek in the room, but there it is. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know if anyone's asked me that. Um, yeah, it was frustrating. It was frustrating because what things you can't see the forest from the trees. Yeah, you know when when you see something from the outside, it's clear. And but just because I know something doesn't mean I get to control it. Doesn't mean I get to, or it's even my job to make anyone else see it. And so I really just, yeah, I I, I really just tried to challenge his thinking in like inquisitive ways versus aggressive or harsh ways. So many people would run. Yeah. In in the opposite direction. Yeah, actually. So I'm what, surprised I didn't. What made you stay? That's my next question <laughs> for you. Um it was really just the the fact that I believed he was a good person and the fact that I believed he wanted better. And was trying to do better, but he seemed like he just didn't know. Like, and I, I don't want to sound condescending or anything like that. Um, it it seemed like he every single thing I said or every single tool I shared that I've used, he latched onto. And I saw someone that was like eager to learn and eager to grow. And the fact that he wasn't actively drinking with me, um, was enough for me to say, okay, I'm going to just be careful and, and see what, what happens here. Because I was really, I really appreciated his humor, his personality, his height. 
That gets brought up a lot for some reason. I'm not sure why. The the first time I met Derek, and I I really think this is only the second or the third time that we've, you know, spent real time conversing. I I mean, within two minutes, I could tell that you were good people. I mean, great people. You know, I, I mean, the energy that you exuded and obviously i think that that energy and that drive that you and that ambition that you have to make yourself a better person has obviously influenced stephanie and i think made made a huge positive impression you know so with with stephanie telling you that you know she had some reservations as the relationship progressed did you have any concerns going you know what once i tell her once she knows she's gone did, did, that, did that ever cross your mind? No, because I, I don't, yeah, I, I thought that the way I was going about everything, it was okay. Right. So, um, it wasn't until I, uh, was able to sit down and, um, look back at, at, at my whole life. And I looked at, all the things that had caused me um, a lot of stress, a lot of anger, a lot of hurt, and uh, the common factor in in like all of that was my alcohol consumption. And um, when I was when I was able to step back and um, you know honestly challenge myself and uh i was able to to see um you know the times in like my life where where my higher power was trying to you know show me how to get out and um i uh once i truly understood um what alcohol was um to me uh i uh i had one of those ah ahs and i was like holy smokes you know stephanie has been trying to tell me these things and um our ego gets in the way and our pride tells us that people are wrong but um when when we are made to feel uncomfortable is is the opportunity that we have to change and uh Steph at the start made me really uncomfortable sometimes with some of the <laughs> questions and well and that and, and that's why honest conversation is incredibly difficult isn't it oh it is yeah. for sure or it can be what's the biggest challenge that you two have faced so far um as a couple in your relationship when it comes to your struggles, Derek, where has there ever been a moment when you or you, Stephanie said, fuck, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Um, I think one of the hardest things that we've had to do is blend our family and, um, you, you don't always hear the positive stuff that comes out and uh you know i um i kind of had this preconceived uh opinion as to what it meant to be a stepdad and um 
we've uh, we've we've had a lot of challenges um, dealing with a lot of hot button topics in the last year and a half. But uh, we we well, I have I've learned how to you know discuss something productively, um, even when I'm defensive and. Um, when when we're able to step outside of ourselves and we take the you know feelings out and uh, we focus on the data um it allows us to i think have a lot healthier thoughts and when we start to have healthier thoughts on a more regular basis uh, we start to rewire our brains and uh, we start to learn new positive ways of being i i don't know if if you two know this but i mean listening to you speak derek and listening to you speak stephanie the commonalities that i i'm picking up i mean the fact that i i think you both want happiness and peace and honesty in your lives and that maybe you're going about it in different directions doesn't necessarily make one way better or the other, um, well, that and you both have an incredible vernacular. It, it, really, it, completely impressed. Every time I talk to you, Derek, I'm like, where is he pulling these $9 words out of? And then, <laughs> you know, to, to hear you speak, Stephanie, I can totally understand why. Yeah. You know. Um, She's a good teacher, and uh, <laughs> we've been able to um, definitely bring different aspects of ourselves to to each other and um when uh stephanie speaks i pay attention um <laughs> because there's usually a tidbit of uh wisdom in there and there's usually um something that i'm probably going to need to use against her at some point so i'm starting to keep the track it's encrypted <laughs> it's encrypted <laughs> yeah kind of like bitcoin yep <laughs> stephanie personally what was the biggest challenge you faced with Derek and were there any moments that had you questioning your relationship with Derek? Yeah, probably would have been a, uh, around the blending as well. Just, uh, do we want the same things? Are our values in the same place? And yeah, I guess like we both come to this with baggage, right? And you, you, you come to these relationships wiser, but you also come a little bit Damage. So we have these like ingrained narratives from prior experiences that we project onto the people that we're with. And it's trying to relearn those things and trying to re rewire and, and not like when he reacts in a certain way that really mirrors something or in the past that I've experienced to, to give that a fresh slate and not, not label it like, oh, here we go again. Here's the beginning of the end <laughs> so it's I think that's been pretty important um we talk lots about you know today in this podcast about how I've helped Derek but at the same point um I'm learning things too I'm learning how to deal with somebody in their process and, and accept them in their process instead of write them off if, if I could ask you and I'm sure you've learned many things What's the one biggest thing that you've learned 
What's the one biggest thing that, that Derek has showed you? Or what's the one biggest thing that you're working at together? The biggest thing that he's shown me is that I can be wrong and I can, um, yeah, I can be wrong and I can acknowledge that wrong and it can still be safe. Hmm. So, you know, the, the Stephanie before all of this, um, you know, I, I prided myself on all of my years of program, but I was still very much a right fighter. Um, and sometimes we rely too heavily on data, yeah. you know, like Derek saying, we need to rely more on data. Absolutely. For the feelers, <clears throat> feel free to rely more on data. But for the analytical people out there like me, yeah. you need to let some feelings in too. Um, because then that can really soften things and it can get, you can take that black and white bit off. So I think that's probably the biggest thing I've learned is how to be gentler. How interesting that, that Derek, everything that you've dealt with and everything that you're dealing with has actually brought some positive, positive thinking to the relationship. Is, is, is that a fair statement? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do, do you find that in some respects it's brought you closer together? Yes. Has it made your relationship more honest? I feel like it's, def- it's made our relationship period. Um, our relationship was never anything but heavy stuff from the beginning. Like we met at a, a like a, a passing, a yeah. passing yeah. place. You know what I mean? And that was the first of however many suicides that year. Um, you know, Derek knew more of the people than I did, but yeah, I, I don't think there was ever just a light moment because it went from that to, okay, now blending a family. Now we've got to deal with our kids. Now, you know, we still got exes and like, how do we get all of this? So we never really had that really easy, you know, like honeymoon period. <laughs> yeah. Like how's the weather? Like it was like heavy shit from day one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think that was really just, I think that was important because the beginning of a relationship, like your, your brain's actually different. You know, the first year or two, mm-hmm. you like, you're, you're wired differently. It's like you get these dopamine rushes and stuff. So you're motivated. And so I feel like we were able to go through some of those hard things while still being heavily motivated. Well, yeah, cause any new rela- it's a novelty, right? There's, there's mm-hmm. that high that comes with a new relationship. To me, the fact that you established trust right out of the gate, I think that's the ultimate foundation for any enduring relationship. You know, is, is that something that, is that something, is is that, I guess, the glue yeah. for you two? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I think that um, the ability to uh, trust your partner um, with with everything that um, you are and everything that you have been um, allows you to uh, connect and um, when you are very open about 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 your past and um, you can um, you know be completely honest about stuff uh it it makes going through the tough stuff a lot 
you know, ease here because um, I know that no matter what either of us say in a heated spot, um, we, we, you know, trust that the other person will always take care of us. And that's a very special feeling. The fact that you can have hard conversations, very hard conversations and still get past it. I mean, again, I think that's another enduring quality of why you two care for each other as, as much as you do. I, I mean, we're, you know, closing in on an hour of this podcast and you two have been holding hands <laughs> from the moment you sat down. Love the lava rock bracelet that you're rocking, by the way, Derek. Is it matching? <laughs> oh. Erase that, Dave. Yeah, take that one out. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'm a, I'm a little bit about it. It's going to be the cringiest podcast. No, I can appreciate a little bit of campy, hokey, lovey dovey stuff. Yeah. I genuinely think it's incredibly sweet. <laughs> so, this is to the both of you. Um, what advice can you offer to couples that, that have to deal with this? In, in, in this case, coping with addiction. So Stephanie, um, as Derek's partner, and I, I, I know you have your own you know, addictions and your own issues as well, but from your point of view, what, what, advice, can you, what, what advice can you offer for couples that you know, are, are in a similar situation as you two are? Um. It would probably be twofold. Uh, it would be you need to have clear boundaries and clear values. Mm-hmm. You need to know them and you can't use them as leverage. They just need to be. Um, and when dealing with somebody who is in their own process and their own space, um, sometimes the compulsion to rush that process or the desire to make somebody change or see something, um, that can often have the opposite effect. And so one thing that I try to repeat to myself when I'm struggling with that is that everyone has a right to learn from their own mistakes. And so if I interfere with that, I can literally drag that process out for somebody Fantastic words of wisdom. Um, and this comes from someone who says they have very hard lines. And, and yet, you know, you, you seem to be much more objective when you're offering up this advice. And it seems to me that this is something that Derek taught you. And so here yes. you are. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that's yeah. really, really, really amazing how, you know, it's... It's come full circle in a sense. The irony is not lost on me because I preached for like girlfriends dating. Like, ooh, you may want to look out for that one. Oh, oh, run the other way, girl. Run the other way. And then the the man you fall in love with is the man who taught you to, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Derek, what would you say? What, What advice would you offer to couples that are, are getting involved or are involved? And that are going through rough times because of addiction or, or, you know, because of blended families or just dealing with the rigmarole of, of daily life. Um, I think, uh, to remember that, um, tough times don't let, 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 let last. Right. And, um, I've, uh, 
I have learned a lot in the last year and a half, um, not only about myself, but um, about how there's a a healthier way to be. And um, I would definitely recommend to people who are struggling with their partners, you know, uh, addictions um, and or mental health, um, you <laughs> there comes a time when when we kind of have to let go of their hand and say, hmm. "I will support you, but you need to do the work yourself." And I know one thing that I fall into is, um, you know, really thinking a lot about things that don't stir up good feelings. And um, sometimes I can get stuck in my head. And, uh, you know, Steph has a huge heart, but she also has the ability to call me out on my own shit. And last week um was having a cuff a cuff sorry a tough couple days yeah and she's like you know what i'm at work you need to pick up a book you need to go to a meeting you have all these tools and i was like holy crap she's right and yeah do you two realize that the advice that you've both offered up was taught to you from each other have did you notice that i actually didn't until you just said it <laughs> really i mean listening to you derek going about you know talking on about how at the end of the day it's up to you to make yourself better uh earlier in this podcast stephanie was talking that you know saying that you know that's that was incredibly important and then conversely derek you were saying how important it is that people be objective and here you are listening to each other's <laughs> advice and promoting that advice. Really, you talk about the yin and the yang, Aww. you talk about the missing pieces of, of a jigsaw puzzle <laughs> coming together. I think you're the epitome of that. Wow. That's, uh, thank you very much. Well, yeah. that's, as, that's as insightful as I get. I, I mean, that's, that was awesome. That's crazy. Uh, is, are, is there anything else that you two wanted to talk about? Is there anything else that you wanted to discuss that we haven't touched on? I don't think so. I think it's just, yeah, my main goal is just to kind of show people that it's possible to support change without enforcing it. And it's, it's possible to support people without um, pushing your own agenda. I, I it's think hard. it's, yeah, <laughs> I think it's absolutely it's freaking hard. You know, yeah, I, I think it's absolutely wonderful to see you two come in here and you're full of smiles and you're full of love and you're dealing with something so incredibly difficult and hard and heavy. And instead of pushing you two apart, at least in my opinion, from what I see, it's brought you together because you know, because you've been honest, because this is important to the both of you. Yeah. You know, so I mean, 
just because you have difficult issues in your relationship doesn't mean that it's, you know, that it's, you know, it, it can be solved. It can be worked through. It mm-hmm. can be managed. Ours was built on difficult <laughs> yeah. issues. That's the foundation. That's the foundation <laughs> of us. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's, um, yeah, if you have a good support system, it, it doesn't need to be a deterrent. You know, life has ups and downs and isn't that kind of the point? You know, and to be honest, like, that's kind of the beauty about life. You can't have the good times without the bad times to compare them to, right? Right. I, so it's all relative. I want to paraphrase <laughs> <laughs> one more person. It, okay. He was the master of relaxation. Uh, the guy could paint a masterpiece in 20 minutes and he's really somewhat of an idol of mine. Uh, Bob Ross. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Bob Marley, yeah. but Bob Ross, yeah. <laughs> oh, Bob Marley too, right? I mean, there's a, there was a man with incredible hair yeah, and all man. kinds of wisdom. Yes. Uh, but Bob Ross always said, he says, in order to have light, you need to have dark. You have to have contrast. Otherwise you can't see it. Otherwise yeah. you take it for granted. It's relativity. Um, I've learned a lot. I'd like to think that our listeners learned a lot. I, I want to thank you, Derek. I want to thank you for Stephanie for, for being so honest with each other, uh, for being honest with uh, me and for being honest with some of the difficult questions that I've posed your way. And the fact that you can talk about that in front of each other and answer those questions, it really is a testament to the both of you. It's a nice rock that you're rocking, by the way, on uh, on that finger. So, I mean, Thanks. you got the lava rock bracelets, yeah. and you, you got the nice engagement ring there. It helps during the tough times. <laughs> you know, we're going to end it right there. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie, thank you. Derek, thank you. Nice to meet you. Thanks Wonderful for to me. see you again. Thank you, brother. From Darkness to Life is an Our Collective Journey podcast. These are the true stories of struggles and triumphs against addiction and mental health challenges. If these stories resonate with you and you or someone you love need help and don't know where to turn, Our Collective Journey is here for you. Please consider supporting OCJ by visiting ourcollectivejourney.ca and clicking donate. All proceeds go to supporting the health and wellness of people in our community. Hosted by members of Our Collective Journey. Produced by Rob Pape. Engineered, edited, and directed by Dave Cruikshank. From Darkness to Life is a plugged-in media network exclusive. Thank you for listening.